Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report, ruining elections through ranked choice voting. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to explore just how political activists are looking to hijack or exploit our current election system and implement an apparatus called ranked choice voting. A lot of you may not have heard of it, but it is a big deal. It's a new and confusing process that has made it more difficult for a voter to cast his or her ballot, and for tabulators and auditors to count and recount votes. Here's how it works. Instead of a citizen voting for the preferred candidate, they will rank all the candidates, no matter the party political affiliation, from first to last choice. After filling out the entire ballot, it's then counted. If no candidate wins more than 50% of the vote, they keep moving down that ballot. It now adds six or seven choices for every race on your ballot. Just think about that. It's going to take a lot more time to fill out a ballot in any such election. And voters who are selected and attained a candidate that didn't obtain the plurality automatically have their vote changed to their second preferred choice before another round of tabulation occurs. And while Democrat Party activists continue to wage war through mainstream and through various social media platforms on how our current election system supposedly disenfranchises voters, there is empirical evidence that uh, voters, particularly people of color, are being disenfranchised in the early states that have gone to this style of voting. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk to all sorts of experts on this issue. You're going to get the real download on what's going on here from a Trump appointee and former federal lawmaker to uh, a congressman who used to oversee voting security in Congress. It is an important issue. It affects all of us, particularly elderly and minority voters. There's been a disproportionate impact on them already. And yet the conversation goes on all across this country. Liberal activists are trying to implement the system in cities and states all across this country. We want to bring you up to speed on tonight. That's our mission. And with that said, we have the perfect first guest tonight. While serving in Congress, he never looked to throw out our election system completely and replace it with ranked choice voting. Rather, he looked for ways to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat and to grow confidence in our election system, including with the American Confidence in Elections Act. Uh, joining us right now, former congressman and former chairman of the House Administration Committee, Congressman Rodney Davis. Sir, good to have you back on the show. Always great to be on with you, John. 
Um, this is a movement that a lot of people haven't heard of or they're just starting to hear about it, but there's 15 states now that have either ranked choice voting at the local level all the way up to the state level, and Illinois is now considering it for uh, some voters, including military and overseas voters. Tell us how this caught fire. Well, it caught fire because certain states uh, like Maine and Alaska decided to implement it, and, and the media's candidates won. And when that happens, what the debate turns into is how how good is this process? And boy, isn't it great because our candidate won and candidate B or C did not. Uh, you look at Alaska recently. Uh, Sarah Palin was able to make it through the primary and through ranked choice voting was not chosen. That seat was then given up to a Democrat. I believe the process itself, John, is something that's going to be corrupted by political operatives. And I could look back to my first race wondering, would it have turned out the same way by me winning by 1,002 votes if we would have had ranked choice voting in 2012 in Illinois? Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, we hear constantly from uh, the, the left and Democrats and even some Republicans who are now advocating for this. Hey, we're trying to make our system easier to vote and harder to cheat. Does this ranked choice voting actually accomplish that? I don't think it does. I think it complicates things. We're trying to get people to come vote, low propensity voters to come out to vote, not just in presidential elections, but in every election. Uh, you got states like New York where they won't even begin to count early ballots and mail-in ballots until after the polls close, which means you don't have election day, you have election month. Then you look at states like Florida where results are in. Results are in that day. They're in early. And, and people are very confident about the election processes in Florida. Keep in mind, because New York system is so screwed up, uh, a guy by the name of George Santos was at orientation for House members in 2020 because he was beating eventual victorious candidate Tom Suozzi by thousands of votes on election day. But New York had to count tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of votes afterwards. Imagine how much longer that's going to take with a process like ranked choice that is utterly confusing to many voters. Yeah. And now if you're a voter, you're used to going and voting for one candidate per race. Now you said, well, do six or eight or whatever the number is. Uh, all of a sudden, the time to vote takes a lot more time. And I assume elderly voters, particularly, this is going to be really cumbersome. Democrats talk, oh, we're for the elderly, we're for minority voters, we're for the disenfranchised. This actually makes it harder for uh, traditionally lower voting populations to really vote, right? It's amazing to me. Democrats were against lines and backups and polling places until they were for lines and backups and polling places <laughs> with processes like ranked choice voting. Wow. Uh, this is, again, John, this is another process that will be corrupted by political operatives. You will have get out the vote messages that will say vote for candidate A, Republican Davis, for example, um, number one, but then make sure you vote for candidate B, Democrat, number four. Um, it will be corrupted to help your particular candidate. It's just to me like a process like ballot harvesting. When Republicans didn't utilize the legal process in a state like California in 2018, Republicans lost. And then Republicans did in 2020 and 2022, and they won. But does that mean that I'm okay with a process that allows some stranger to knock on your door and say, trust me, I'll put your ballot in the box in the back of my car and I will turn it in? No, I would rather have a chain of custody rather than a process that both parties use and take advantage of. 
such an important thing that gets thrown out in all the harvesting discussion. There is no chain of custody in so many of those harvesting circumstances. And you have been uh, a, an enormous advocate for making voting easier, but also making it more secure. And the security part, I think, is the area where people are really struggling. People are wondering, well, my count, my vote really count based on all we've learned. You introduced a piece of legislation that would is really groundbreaking for the ideas that it uh, presented. Go through the, high, the, the top most important things about how we restore confidence in elections that you put on the on the floor of the House. Well, my fellow committee members on House administration that are still in Congress, Chairman Brian Stile yeah. and the chairman of the Oversight Subcommittee, Barry Laudermilk, uh, they were integral in helping us craft a piece of legislation that we introduced last year called the ACE Act. We want to make, as you said, elections easier for everyone to participate in and make sure that you have those who want to cheat. It makes it harder to cheat. First off, we value the Federalist principles that our Constitution gives when it comes to elections. Our Constitution says, yes, there's a federal role, but the election process should be set in the states. Now, I don't want to screw up New York's process. They screw it up enough by having the federal <laughs> government do it. But we also don't want to screw up what's working in Florida by having a federal solution. And that's what the Democrats tried to do the last few years. Um, but we also have jurisdiction over one city in the United States at the federal level, and that's Washington, D.C. So we put together, uh, and Chairman Style has made it even better. Uh, he has put together a, a list of best practices that will be implemented in Washington, D.C. And I can't wait to make the heads explode of all those who scream vote suppression, of all those who scream elections are unfair when it comes to the Democratic side of the aisle, when turnout in Washington, if these were implemented, go up, and elections in Washington, the citizens there have more faith in them. Yeah, we had Chairman Style on this show just a, a few weeks ago, and he was singing your praises because you built the foundation for what he is now finishing the legislative house on. It was really impressive to watch that process. Um, Congressman, I want to ask a little bit about Alaska because uh, a lot of people use Sarah Pay and say, hey, that's a really good example of how ranked choice can really flip things upside. Someone who is leading in the vote can sometimes not end up winning the race in this. Um, Lisa Murkowski was one of the advocates for this, a Republican. She's won. Uh, she's twice flipped from Republican to independent to win. Uh, what uh, what really went on in Alaska? What's the more of Alaska? We got about a minute left. You know, I went to Alaska just to see their election process and some of the problems that Alaskans have in administering their own elections by sending equipment out into the tundra, et cetera. Um, but Lisa Murkowski, remember back in 2010, Lisa lost a primary. She then decided to run in the general election as an independent and won. But when she was up for re-election, Alaska introduced ranked choice voting. And what happened was um, Lisa was able to win because she had a plurality of second choice votes. And that's where a lot of folks, I mean, I'm glad Lisa won. I think she's doing a great job for the, the citizens of Alaska, but she didn't need to change the process because that exact same process cost us one more seat upon the death yeah. of longtime congressman and my good friend Don Young because ranked choice voting hurt the Republicans and Democrats. They corrupted the process like I thought they would. Now, one time solution that has long term bad consequences. Congressman, it is always an honor. You have been a leader in election integrity and you've left an enormous legacy for us to build on here in Washington. Great to have you on the show today. Thanks, John. Always great to be with you. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, stick around. We have a lot more conversation on this hot button issue with Jason Sneed of Honest Elections Project right after these messages.
You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. America. Our next guest is someone who has been looking to make our elections more secure and easier to vote by simplifying some of the complexities of voting. He is Jason Sneed, who serves as the executive director of the Honest Elections Project, and he joins us uh, to talk about his work and the importance of transparent elections right now. Jason, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. It is an amazing time. For so long in our history, voting was pretty simple. You went to the uh, ballot on, uh, or went to the booth on election day. You cast your paper ballot. Things got counted at night. We know who the election winner was the next morning. Today, we have weeks of election before and after, uh, and there's all these complexities now. Ranked choices made it even more difficult. Give us just a, a top line of how uh, diversified and complex our voting system has become. 
Well, you've got a series of policy choices that states have made over the last 15 or 20 years that have resulted in making voting in many cases more difficult, but also delays in results, right? The decision to allow more and more people to vote by mail, then the decision, especially recently and in blue states, to allow those mail ballots to come in longer and longer after election day. These are decisions that make it harder to tabulate results quickly. And now we have this national push for ranked choice voting, which only adds additional complexity both for the voter and for the officials that have to tabulate results. In fact, if you have a law in your state that says you can vote by mail and you can send your mail ballot in up to two weeks after election day, with RCV, you can't even start tabulating until two weeks after the election because every single ballot can lead to changes in the way that candidates are selected or eliminated and can actually change the outcome of entire elections. So if we want prompt and accurate accurate results. I think that we need to be making some policy choices that get us closer to having ballots in on election day, prompt uh, and accurate tabulation, and of course, rejecting ranked choice voting. Yeah. So let's walk through ranked choice voting. First off, one of the few early states to adopt it is a Republican state, Alaska. I think there's some uh, heartburn there, as we heard from Sarah Palin and others. Tell us a little bit about ranked choice, where its history came from, why some red states went with it, and the real danger long term to election integrity. So ranked choice voting is an idea that has been pushed for some time from the left, and it's gaining traction in localities and municipalities all across the country and in a couple of states. The fundamental idea is that instead of voting for a single person in a race and moving on, now you are given the chance to rank multiple candidates, up to five in a final five system for each and every race. And then through a series of elimination rounds, you use algorithms to compute election winners. Ranked choice voting proponents say that this will lead to a more representative and responsive government. But what it actually seems to do is just make voting harder and make the tabulation and the, the process of choosing winners more difficult to understand and opaque to the average voter. Now, it is being pushed and there is a multi-million dollar national campaign funded by some of the left's deepest pockets to bring this to states all across the country. And as I'm sure that your viewers have heard about Alaska, for instance, it's often sold as part of a broader set of reforms. So Alaskans thought they were voting to get rid of dark money. And then ranked choice voting was essentially the dark horse in that ballot measure. And so they woke up and found out that they had upended their entire election system. Ironically enough, in a way which it seems is designed to actually give more influence to the deepest dark money donors on the left who are spending tens of millions of dollars to quite literally buy themselves an entirely new election system that gives them greater uh, power and influence over the political process. The um, question voters always have, all right, if liberals are pushing it, what is their advantage? What advantage do they see for Democrats? I guess California tells us something about it, but give us a little sense of why liberals got excited about this. Why abandon a system that's worked for 246 years perfectly in America? Well, this is not the first time that the left has uh, thrown out a perfectly good system because it hasn't delivered outcomes that they like. But I think that the calculus is this. With ranked choice voting, you also see proponents of RCV get pushing to get rid of the party primary system. So the idea is that everyone runs in a California-style jungle primary, and then the top five vote getters advance to a general election where you use ranked choice voting to compute the results. I believe that the calculus 
calculus there is that if you get rid of party primaries, you weaken our political parties and political parties are not especially popular right now. So this is something that actually has a lot of appeal. But nature abhors a vacuum. And if you create a power vacuum, something has to fill it. And what we have seen over the last few years is that the left has developed the largest dark money networks in the country. Arabella Advisors Network, for instance, routinely brings in billions of dollars to fund left-wing causes. So if you're getting rid of uh, the, the, the power that is once held by a political party, something has to replace that. I think they're betting that these outside and independent expenditure groups funded by folks like George George Soros are ready and willing and waiting in the wings to fill that void. So I think that their calculus is you change the dynamic of elections, push our politics to the center left, make it harder for conservatives to get elected without that party primary. And then, of course, you displace the parties themselves, allowing these dark money groups to step in and have even more influence over our politics. So as I said before, this is quite literally left wing elites buying a new election system that is more responsive to them, to their politics, and to their agenda. Absolutely remarkable. Beyond Soros and Arabella, what are some of the other groups that are beginning to spend money? Because it is a huge amount of money to push this agenda right now. Well, the largest group that is pushing ranked choice voting nationwide is an organization called Fair Vote, and they take money from just about every major left-wing donor. Uh, they are running around the country right now, and they are pushing legislatures to bring ranked choice voting into localities. This is always the first step. It's the way that they get their foot in the door, and this is why it's so important for legislatures to be aware that there is no such thing as giving an inch. They will take uh, they will take a mile. Um, but we have seen the problems with ranked choice voting, even in local races. I live in Northern Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. Right. Arlington just used it about a week ago in a Democratic primary, which given the basic one party status is essentially the election. And it took days before they could even begin tabulating. And it was very confusing. In fact, so confusing that some of uh, the, the nation's you know leading election law experts can't even understand the math behind the system. We don't want to be bringing this to localities. But groups like FairVote are pushing this through the legislatures. They're lobbying aggressively to get it done. And when legislatures say no, they then go to the ballot with often deceptively worded or misleading ballot measures. Idaho, for instance, just banned ranked choice voting. And within days, outside money started pouring into the state. And now they are getting ready to gather signatures on a ballot measure to bring that California-style jungle primary and final four voting to Idaho. So this is something that we're seeing all across the country. It is a long-term strategy to change the way that elections are run for partisan gain. And there seems to be a large number of news organizations that are cheerleading for this. Tell us a little bit about the news media's coverage. I saw some stories recently that said, hey, ranked choice is going to be good for Republicans. I haven't found a Republican who thinks that. Tell us uh, what the news media has been doing here. Well, I have to say that if uh, someone can show me why George Soros would be spending millions of dollars to promote a system that helps Republicans get elected, uh, please do. I have yet to, <laughs> to actually discover that. Um, yeah, you see what you actually see is a phenomenon where you've got uh, folks that we, we've talked about, you know, renter Republicans and so forth, paid lobbyists that are happily taking money from the left to push this idea. And of course, there are people who genuinely believe that ranked choice voting will help conservatives. But having looked at this, 
this, having seen where the money is coming from, having seen the organizations that are pushing this and how carefully they are trying to avoid being branded as left wing, even though they are. I'm fairly well convinced that this is another one of a series of things that the left is doing to try to change elections for political gain. And it's important to note that the same people that are funding ranked choice voting are also funding Mark Elias and his constant nonstop push to abuse the courts to rewrite our voting laws for political advantage. It's the same people that are pushing the Zuckbucks 2.0 program to the Center for Tech and Civic Life to to infiltrate election offices and push left-wing politics directly into the administration of elections. And now they're pushing ranked choice voting and trying to convince us that this isn't just another attempt to uh, upend uh, the the election system and uh, skew the, the playing field for the left's advantage. So I don't buy it and I don't think that people should either when they're being sold on ranked choice voting. We need to keep voting simple for the average voter, not make it harder, especially for vulnerable voters to cast their ballots. Jason, I want to ask about, uh, uh, we've got about a minute left, the, the, the possibility of legal challenges to uh, ranked choice voting. It seems to me that once some states do this, there's an unequal voting system. All people don't have the right to vote the same way. Will there be or has there been any legal theory developed about potentially attacking this in the courts? Well, there have been legal challenges. So far, they have not gone very far. Um, I fully expect, of course, if more states adopt ranked choice voting, there will be additional legal challenges. And there are some interesting theories. I mean, it is undeniable that when you use ranked choice voting, the ballots of minority voters are more likely to be exhausted and eliminated. Uh, The legal term for that is a disparate impact against minority voters. That's something that hasn't yet been fully explored in the courts. And there are certainly other vulnerabilities. But even outside of the legal issues alone, there are practical issues related to running and conducting and tabulating a ranked choice election Uh, by relying on opaque algorithms and computers. It becomes very difficult to hand recount close races. And there will be legal challenges when you have a close race and we don't yet have the rules or, or the system that, uh, that that answers the basic questions of what constitutes a close race and how do you resolve those sorts of issues. And then, of course, there are the problems from the voters' perspective. It's one thing to imagine ranking five candidates in one race. Now imagine if you have to rank five candidates in 20 races. And so you don't get just a ballot, you get a scroll that you have to unfurl. Then imagine doing that sitting bedside in a nursing home next to an elderly parent or grandparent. Mm. It's a nightmare no matter how you look at it. And whether it's tossed out in the courts or tossed out by voters at the ballot box, I think that we should be looking very seriously at every possible way to stop this unwise push for ranked choice voting. It should be easy and safe to vote in. Right now, there's one side that seems to be trying to uh, defeat both of those. Uh, Jason Steve, what a great honor to have you on. Your group is doing such great work. What's a quick way for them to stay in touch with you? Uh, Check us out, honestelections.org or the conservative coalition pushing back against ranked choice voting, stoprcv.com. All right, folks, those are two good set websites. Jason, thanks for your time today, folks. We hit a commercial break here. We'll be right back after these messages to talk a little bit more about this very important issue. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. 
That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. everybody to this special report, Ruining Elections Through Ranked Choice Voting. I'm your host, John Solomon, and joining the program now is Catherine Gonzalez, who serves as the Director of State Advocacy for our proud sponsor organization tonight, Heritage Action for America. She, along with the other folks at Heritage, have been on the front lines in nearly every state in our union, battling back against the type of election system that is in danger of uh, being eradicated. Catherine, great to have you back on the show right now. Hi, John. It's so great to be here. Thanks so much. If you told me when I got into political reporting 30 years ago, we'd be having a conversation about a multiple choice election, I would have laughed. But we're getting into this ranked choice voting. A couple states are there. A lot of communities looking at it right outside of Washington, Arlington. This is spreading, but so also is the counter effort, right, to stop these things in states across the country. That's right. We're seeing uh, amazing momentum across the country by state lawmakers that are stepping up to the plate um, and, and the grassroots that are saying, we're not okay with this ranked choice voting in our state, and we're actually going to do something about it, um, as well as preventing uh, this attack by by uh, proponents of RCV to, to push millions of dollars into a state like Missouri uh, to try to get uh, it on the ballot. And so right. we're seeing great momentum to push back uh, on RCV in the states. Yeah, that's so important. Um, it happens because real voters talk to their policymakers, their leaders, their elected leaders. You do so much at Heritage Action through the grassroots. And a lot of people say, well, does that really make a difference? And the answer is it does. Georgia and Utah give us two really good examples, don't they? You're exactly right. They really did. So it, this past legislative session, we saw two attempts to either expand or to implement uh, ranked choice voting in the states. So one of that example, one example comes in Utah, where they already have RCV at the local level, but state lawmakers tried to introduce a bill that would have expanded that to the entire state. 
Heritage Action, along with our other partners, rallied uh, and, and sent an alert out to the grassroots in which the American people stepped up and say, sent hundreds of emails into a small committee uh, for the hearing opposing that move and saying, we're not OK with ranked choice voting being expanded in our state. Incredible momentum there. And then in Georgia, where lawmakers presented uh, an R- a pro-RCV bill, um, we worked to actually stall that in committee and, and create it so they would not actually advance to a vote um, through grassroots voice alone. So if you're ever wondering, does this really matter? Does my email really get to lawmakers? The answer is absolutely it does, especially at the state level uh, when these 15 member committees are meeting, uh, trying to figure out what is the right policy here. Your voice actually matters the most. Uh, So as the American, as American people. We've seen that. We saw that in the election integrity debate of 2021 in Georgia as well. Boy, the grassroots every day. Americans can make a huge difference just by getting involved. Now, Heritage Action has lots of tools. It also has an initiative called Save Our Elections. Tell us a little bit about what happens when you go to Save Our Elections, the sort of tools and support that someone who joins the fight will get there. Absolutely. So when you you go to saveourelections.com, you find, number one, you'll find a wealth of resources. You'll find links to the Heritage Foundation's election integrity scorecard, which ranks states according to how how great of uh, election policy they have on the books. And um, you'll also find resources to sign up and get alerts, action alerts, when legislative sessions start back in 2024. Um, You want to be engaged. You want to get those those alerts from from Heritage Action state directors. You can do that by signing up at saveourelections.com. And you'll also see a link to how to stop RCV in your state, how to make sure that there's model legislation that's getting passed in your state that preemptively uh, bans RCV uh, in your state. And so you can find all of those links, all of those resources at saveourelections.com, as well as a wealth of resources uh, from the foundation, Heritage Foundation, that have written on this topic and really unpacks the threat that ranked choice voting is to, to our nation. Yeah, such a good point and such great tools. I refer to them regularly as a journalist. Uh, they're so important. Uh, Catherine, I want to ask a little bit about what arguments seem to be resonating with lawmakers. When lawmakers get a proposal like this, they're often uneducated at the beginning, too. There's a process of them learning. Uh, there's been really strong pushback from some of the local NWACPs and other uh, organizations saying, hey, one of the problems with ranked choice voting is that it actually disenfranchises minority voters that's, I think, a surprise to many lawmakers. What arguments besides that one are making a difference? Well, number one, and something we've talked about for so long and, and fought for, for for a while now in the States, is we want to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. And ranked choice voting actually does the opposite of that. It actually makes it harder to vote, um, something that none of us support here. And so um, the, the biggest examples of how of how this is problematic is it decreases our transparency in elections, makes it harder to do a recount. Um, you can do virtually no hand recount with ranked choice voting the way that it's set up. It's all electronic. Um, and then it, it makes it harder to vote. You're looking at voters that will have ballot fatigue in some ways, maybe having to choose up to four. 14, 16 candidates on a ballot for one race. Um, This is not about making it easier to vote. A ranked choice vote voting makes it harder to vote and and easier to cheat, removing transparency, removing accountability from our elections. And and frankly, it's not what we're seeing the American people want, the grassroots want, and that's simply by the way that they've stepped up to the plate and made made their voice heard to lawmakers saying, we're not okay with RCV in our state. So this is some of the dangers of ranked choice voting. Uh, they really are. And uh, the more people learn about it, the more they go, oh, my gosh, what are we doing here? Stop this. And I think that's such a great 
moment in there. Um, you run the Grassroots Army. It's a really remarkable thing to watch, all the work that you do. There are so many different people. There are students that get involved all the way up to retirees and everybody in between. Talk a little bit about some of the programs that train people to get ready to make a difference in this country, the Sentinel program, other programs where you're really creating a grassroots civics army. Absolutely. The Sentinel uh, program and the Sentinel uh, Nation, as we like to call it, is is the tip of the spear. These are uh, Americans that are, are stepping up, are saying, we're going to talk to our lawmaker, we're going to talk to uh, our members of Congress, uh, and we're going to make sure that they know that our voice is heard on a plethora of issues, election integrity being, being a primary issue that, that uh, Sentinels lobby on at both the state, at the state level. And so um, Sentinel is a great program, a great thing to get involved in. It's really the, the lifeblood of, of Heritage Action and what we do and, and how we do it. And so um, you can go to heritageaction.com and join our Sentinel uh, Nation and, and get it plugged in there. And that is really one of the main things I like to see as I oversee our state lobbying in the states is lawmakers want to know that their constituents, they want to hear from their constituents. And I have found no better way to, to reach your lawmaker to stay up to date with things as legislative sessions move so quickly during uh, during the state legislative sessions, uh, is no better way than the Sentinel program is is to get uh, get plugged in with a state director, build those relationships, and and then work with them to testify in committee, to send an email, to make a phone call, to go do a, do a lobby day uh, at the Capitol. Um, that is truly the the best way is to is to join Sentinel to get plugged in and and to make your voice heard, especially as we uh, head into the 2024 legislative sessions. Oh, no doubt. And I'll tell you, I, I got the blessing this past November to hang out with at the Sentinel Conference. And it was so eye-opening to me. First, the quality of the people, the training and the resources, and then also the commonality of purpose. It, it, we talk about a lot of civics gaps in America. There's a great civics movement occurring in Heritage Action right now, the Sentinel program and all the others that flow from it. Doing such great work, Catherine. It's such an honor to have you on the show. One more time, if people want to get in, fight, in the fight against ranked choice voting, where do they go? It's saveourelections.com, heritageaction.com. Those will be your best resources. You can find links to the scorecard, links to model legislation, and, and how to get in touch with your state lawmaker. Yeah, uh, important stuff. Like I say, I use it almost every day as a reporter. Such great resources. Catherine, great honor to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a partner on this conversation today. Thanks so much, John. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more conversations on election uh, issues with the founder and executive director of Save Our States, Trent England. He'll be joining us right now. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Talk America, along with ranked choice voting, there's an important fight that gets revived every presidential election cycle, and it revolves around, yep, you got it, the Electoral College. So far, there are now 16 liberal-leaning states that have enacted the national popular vote bill that guarantees a presidency to the candidate who receives the most popular votes. Well, our next guest has been working overtime to save our Electoral College and end the idea of ranked choice voting, two things I'm pretty sure our founding fathers would have a lot of trouble with. Trent England, the founder and executive director of Save Our States. Trent, great to have you on the show. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you so much, John. It's great to be here. It is amazing. Just a little while ago, the 16th state joined Minnesota. Uh, kind of concerning. We're up almost to a, a third of the states. Yeah, no, th this national popular vote compact is a real threat to the Electoral College, to our system of federalism, to election integrity. And, you know, we're, we're seeing these blue states join the, the National Popular Vote Compact. Basically, you know, it's sour grapes from 2016 and uh, really not thinking about what this means to the future of our of our country. Uh, you know, th this would allow a candidate with a small regional plurality of the vote to become president, completely eliminating the safeguards that the Electoral College has put in place since the beginning of our republic. So it's it's very dangerous. It's very partisan. And uh, it was unfortunate to see Minnesota join the compact this year. Yeah. And it's so odd. This is like fixing something that isn't broken. Right. It has worked so well over the course of our history. And our founding fathers really enacted it. The Electoral College, that is, specifically so that no one state like California, New York, could hijack an election. But that seems to be what this movement's trying to do, empower a couple of big elitist states to bowl over middle America. That's right. I mean, the Electoral College is very fair. You go back a century and Democrats and Republicans have perfectly split the number of elections that they've won under the Electoral College system, right? So this is not a system that tips one way or the other. What it does is it says you can't win with the biggest states alone. You can't win by running up the score in, you know, in Los Angeles, in New York, in Chicago. You actually have to go out and build a nationwide coalition. These, these folks with behind the compact are trying to undermine all of that. They don't want to have to talk to middle America. They don't want to have to listen to small town and rural Americans. Right. They really want, you know, they want those people to be their serfs and they can govern the country from the big cities on the coast. It is a, uh, you know, it's a view that is directly contrary, as you say, to the this careful system of checks and balances created by the founders. Yeah, no doubt. It, it is remarkable. Another one that kind of fits right along. In fact, the sort of same mindset and the same actors is ranked choice voting uh, a real big concern? You take a look at the New York mayor's race. I think uh, somewhere between 100 and 200,000 voters ultimately didn't have their votes cast on the final ballot because they got uh, ranked out. They hadn't filled out their ballot down to the last person. Why is that? Uh, why would liberals and under any circumstance want to disenfranchise voters? Because that's what ranked voice, uh, choice voting is doing, right? John, that I mean, that is a great question. And that is exactly the question that we should be asking, because uh, you're right. There were over 120,000 ballots that were just discarded in the New York mayor's primary because they didn't either understand the system. They didn't like the system for whatever reason. They didn't use the, the system. And so those voters had their voices ignored, wiped out. And we know because there was exit polling in that race that there was a uh, that there was a disproportionate impact uh, against minority voters, particularly yeah. black voters in New York, were far more likely to be disenfranchised by the system. Really, what you have going on here, it's not just 
Democrats. It's right. really the right. progressive elitists behind both the national popular vote movement and the ranked choice voting movement. They want to shift power to their sort of elitist centers of power, the big cities. They don't care if it's complicated. They don't care if it disenfranchises voters, as long as it benefits the left in general. And, uh, you know, they, they think it's going to do that. They have flipped a congressional seat in Maine. They flipped a congressional seat in Alaska. So, right. uh, so far, it's certainly helping the left to uh, to win elections uh, but but really they they just don't care and it exposes the lie that they've been telling about things like voter ID right they right. said oh voter ID we can't do that because it's complicated well ranked choice voting is way more complicated than having an you know having ID right I mean we, we see something like a quarter of voters in some of these elections who, who don't seem to understand the system don't use the ranked choice voting system right if, if the left was was honest about what they're doing right uh, they they would up to the fact they're really just trying to rewrite the rules to tip them in what they see as as their favor uh, to help these these progressive elitist candidates. Yeah, and we saw just this last few weeks here in Arlington, Virginia, where the first time it was employed there, and lots of heartburn. I want to talk about the solution because you have uh, your coalition chair for a very important project called StopRCV.com. StopRCV.com. Tell us what that is. I know it does a great job educating voters, but. Uh, tell us what when you go to that site, what benefit we're all going to get. Yeah. So what we're doing at StopRCV.com is we are rallying people to ban ranked choice voting. Right. So this is not something where we're just on defense. We are going on offense. We're getting states to ban it and we're winning. Only Maine and Alaska have statewide ranked choice voting laws. We now have five states, started with Florida and Tennessee last year. Right. And then this year we added three more states. We have five states that have banned ranked choice voting at every level in those states. This is a huge victory for conservatives, a victory for voters. And it's, you know, it's really exciting. I know we, we feel like we're on the ropes on a lot of issues here. This is something we can win. And frankly, it's because conservatives get it, but also there are lots of folks in the middle That's and right. there are even That's some right. folks on the left who, you know, we've seen this in places like Oakland, California. I mean, there are NAACP chapters who, you know, they've come out and said, wait a second, you know, we're supposed to be pro-voter. This is completely anti-voter. This is completely elitist. And so, you know, we found that that even some of the folks on the left who we disagree with on a lot of things understand that ranked choice voting makes voting harder for voters. It makes hard, voting harder for e election officials, and it makes the results harder for everybody to trust. So we are banning ranked choice voting state by state, and uh, we're, we're on a roll. Yeah, well, uh, common sense is beginning to prevail, uh, Trent, because of the very great work you're doing at Save Our States. Great to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be joined with uh, one of the legal, great legal and election scholars. He was appointed by President Trump to the Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity. We'll be right back with him right after these commercial messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. America, we have the perfect closer for tonight's very important conversation. He has done extraordinary work in the election integrity space for many, many years. He served as a federal election commission commissioner and worked inside the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division enforcing the voting acts right. Joining us right now, Hans von Spakowski with the Heritage Foundation, taking on the ranked choice voting issue we've been talking about tonight. Hans, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, John, thanks for having me. Um, it is great to have you. I would never have imagined when I started my reporting career three decades ago, we'd be having a conversation one day in America about a multiple choice, <laughs> ranked choice voting. But right. it seems to be the new uh, love of the, the liberal movement, particularly the left. Tell us a little bit about how it has suddenly popped up and what dangers it presents to election integrity. Well, the first thing to say about ranked choice voting is it's confusing and chaotic. Uh, even election officials have a hard time with it. Uh, think about the average voter going in and, and trying to uh, engage in it. Uh, I think folks on the progressive left are pushing it because they believe it helps uh, more, frankly, candidates from the far left uh, win elections uh, because they are hoping that voters will basically split their votes between other candidates. So this isn't a way of trying to get more moderate candidates elected. It's the exact opposite of that. And it has a very big problem, John. And the big problem is what's called ballot exhaustion. Yeah. And that leads directly to uh, voter disenfranchisement. And that's a problem that doesn't go away no matter how long a jurisdiction has ranked choice voting in place. Yeah, that's a great point. And particularly minority voters uh, are, yes. are at great risk here, which is ironic since Democrats and liberals say they've all been all about trying to empower minority voters. But this would actually have a negative effect. Describe how that works. Well, in fact, this is what makes uh, voting harder, which again is quite ironic given the left is pushing this. Uh, look, what you're supposed to do in an election is not just vote for the top candidate you want to have win. You're supposed to rank all of the candidates from your first choice all the way to your last choice. That meant that, for example, in 2021, when we had the New York mayor's race, they had ranked choice voting for the first time and uh, they had... 10 candidates in the race. So the average voter going in was supposed to rank all 10 candidates. Uh, because nobody got a majority of the vote, they had to go through eight rounds of vote counting and throwing out people's ballots. Uh, so many uh, uh, voters in New York did not rank all the candidates, but that by the time they got to the eighth round, they had thrown out 140,000 ballots. Wow. Those voters' ballots did not count in the last uh, election. And mm. social scientists looking at this have said that anywhere from a third to half of voters don't rank all the candidates in a race. So 
their ballots, if if they go into multiple rounds, their ballots are going to get thrown out. They're not going to be counted in the in the in the final round. It's absolutely stunning to hear that number. I mean, it's just yeah. just remarkable. And obviously, the more time something takes, the more confusing it is. The quicker the drop off all throughout this process. Right. And uh, right. I think we're, it's just remarkable to watch. Um, there's also the extension of elections. We had election day. Now we have election week or weeks. Right. This almost seems like we might be heading to election month because you're going to have the early voting, then the rank choice and the counting and the recounting and the recounting and recounting. Um, that's something I think is very unpopular with Americans. This will definitely extend the back end counting, correct? It, that's right. Remember, like I said, New York, it took two weeks just for the mayor's race. Now, think about the average ballot in, in a place like Georgia, for example. When you go in on Election Day, you're not only voting for president members of Congress, but you're voting for statewide uh, uh, seats, state legislature, county commission races, city council races. You may have anywhere from 50, 60 races on uh, the ballot. And think about the fact that rather than just picking one candidate, uh, you are supposed to be ranking all of the candidates in every single one of those races. Not only will it take voters, much longer to get through a ballot. Think about the uh, uh, election officials yeah. having to tabulate dozens and dozens of races and going through multiple rounds in each of those races of vote counting. Unreal. It is absolutely unreal. And we already have long lines in some polling places. Imagine what will happen right. when you're spending rank. Uh, you're ranking 10 people for 60 races. You'll, you'll have riders cramp when you're done. Um, I want to turn to two amazing tools that Heritage and, uh, has created. The Heritage Foundation Election Integrity Scorecard, I think one of the most important documents created in the last few years, and also the Heritage Election Fraud Database. Two tools that give us visibility into issues right. that a lot of people didn't have. How important are they? and What are the trend lines you're seeing in them? Well, the, the election fraud database, I think, is actually the most visited page. On our, on our website, amazing? and it is unique. It, it documents proven cases of fraud from across the country. We're up to over 1,400. We have hundreds more that were cases we're following. We don't put cases into it until someone's been convicted in a court of law or a judge uh, has ordered a new election. Wow. Uh, that database shows that fraud actually does happen. Sometimes it's an isolated case, somebody right. just taking advantage of the system. Other times it actually changes election uh, results. But people can see in every state the kind of fraud that has occurred there. Um, the scorecard is a rating of every single state. We came up with uh, 47 different criteria to judge how good or how bad a state's laws. Everything from uh, how well do they maintain the accuracy of their voter list to do they require a voter ID to vote? And then we rated the states on a score of 100. Um, the highest scores are only in the low 80s, so every state can do improvement. But then you have states like Nevada, New York, California that are at the bottom of the list. They get failing grades because their rules and regulations there are so bad. Wow, that's just amazing. Uh, any states that you look at and say, that's a model. I like where we're going in that state. Well, Florida. Florida's at the top of the list. They yeah. have done very well. They've put in all kinds of reforms. Georgia's another state. I mean, just to give you a quick example, uh, Georgia for a long time uh, has had a good voter ID law, but 
it only was for in-person voting. And as you know, that there's this big trend, uh, more and more people voting by mail. So they extended their voter ID requirement to uh, absentee or mail-in ballots. That's something every single state ought to do. Yeah, that's, that's, it's such good advice. These are two great public service tools. I refer to them often. They're amazing, Hans. Last question, as you look at rank choice voting, you've got one of the keenest legal minds in election law. Uh, what is the likely legal challenge that might uh, create a problem for states moving in this direction? There seems like there's a lot of unequal protection if some states have rank choice and some don't. Well, I think the biggest problem is the way it potentially discriminates against minority voters. You know, when when New York did this in their 2021 mayor's race, the head of the local NAACP was very much against it. She said that making voting harder and more confusing was going to disenfranchise the black voters of the city. And so I think there's a potential Voting Rights Act lawsuit against ranked choice voting. Wow, that'll be a big one to watch. What an amazing turnabout. Democrats on the on the flip side of a, of a voting right. rights action. That'll be something historic. Hans, we love the work you and Heritage do. You truly make this country better with all the great work that you're doing on elections and election integrity. What a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Thank you, John. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks, on that note, and that's a great note to end, we conclude yet another successful special report with great thanks to our sponsor, uh, Heritage Action for America. And remember, folks, you can get involved in protecting your election system as soon as today by visiting Hoffa's Activism Center on their website. Here's how you get there, heritageaction.com. Once again, that's heritageaction.com. Pretty easy to remember. I also want to thank the Real America's Voice Network for allowing us to have these breakthrough conversations. We learn so much from some of the best experts in the country, and that is a blessing. And with that, I want to wish you a blessed evening. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with regular programming with Amanda tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Real America's Voice. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.